Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. I'm in the AJ Bell Stadium, south of Manchester City. Would that be accurate geographically, Alan Deegan? Welcome along. I think it might be east, southeast. Dave Finn, do you want to give us, without checking your Google Maps? I would suggest, can we come up from Chester, but I think we're about, so it's obviously south, but I think it's a bit further east, but my knowledge of Manchester geography consists of literally just finding different ways to get to here. (laughs) Which is usually in the back of our car, which you were late for. I would like to point out, I was in the hotel three hours before you were. So and then you fell asleep and you missed the 4.30 departure. Depart- can, I, can I point out that, yes, you, you left at a sensible time with a lot of Connacht fans, but I went with the hardier ones because we booked really cheaper but more stupid flights. So no, I, this sounds like an excuse. This all sounds I, I, like I left, a distraction. I left Dublin Airport at 6 o'clock this morning, having left Galway at 1 o'clock this morning, so, you know, I feel justified for not being exactly at my best at half four. That's yeah, handy if, if, if you'd come with us, you would have seen a really interesting occurrence in Marks and Spencers with the use oh, of... That's for later, because yeah. we've only just started right. the podcast, because okay. right. we can't possibly yeah. go there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, folks, because it just occurred to me, we, we basically started this week's podcast within any other business. That's not the way to go. It's before the game. This is the story of the game. You know the result. We don't. We're just here watching the Connacht team come in from their warm-up. This is going to be the story of the game told in chronological order. Fair enough, Alan? Sounds good to me, Rob. I'm on commentary with William Davis. Uh, we'll hand over to some of the in-match stuff in a couple of seconds' time. But let's just give the listeners a quick sense of what we were feeling beforehand. Dave? It's very hard to know. I mean, your, your gut instinct is that we don't perform very well when we come across to England. We, we sent a team over here that started well, uh, but the experience of Sale got on top of us. They're fundamentally not different from how they were uh, in that game. They still have Faf de Klerk. Now, they've made one interesting change and they've one interesting out. Ash McGinty is in. I think that makes them a stronger team. On the negative of that, uh, Chris Ashton is out and he always makes them a better team and he likes playing against us. Uh, but that's not to say that Byron McGuigan and Denny Solomon are, are, are you know, vastly inferior. They're both internationals. But we have a much stronger team out. I think there is still a one-eye on next week. The pack is seven changes. Only James Cannon... Uh, James Cannon is in from last week. He's also the only player who's in the same position as he was in the first game as well. But our back line, especially, especially 9-13, to 13, is strong. And I'm not overly concerned about their strength on the back three as well. Yes, it's a completely different back three the last... Well, Darrow's going to fall back and the two wings have changed. I'm cautiously optimistic, but it could go anyway because it's us in England. Cautiously optimistic isn't bad considering we're going into this game without seven of our possible first choice pack. A lot of people would say Connacht have no interest in this competition when they hear of such changes. We know the depth is a bit better than no interest, that's for sure. But it puts Connacht as outside. Yeah, but you're starting with your your number one nine, your number one ten, your number one twelve, and it's a you pack. always tell me you need your pack going forward for you those do. guys. To do well, I, I, I was going to come back to that. Like we are taking it seriously, and we've got some of our star players out there. We are minding some of our other players in order to get guys who have performed very well so far this season a chance to show what they can do in a quarter-final. It's cup rugby. Who knows what might happen? You already know what happened, don't you, folks? Unless you're one of those people who avoided the results just so you can listen to... Pol- no, hardly. No, Unlikely. No, if, we're in, if, we're, <laughs> if, we're, if we're still within the score with 20 minutes to go, I fancy us to do a job. Here is the story of the game. My voice is probably the first one you'll hear. And William Davis on cold commentary. And the lads will be back with you after the game. They've got sales defences looking a, just a little bit shaky. They're, they're, they're panicking a little bit there. They got, into, they got into a mess. They finished up with three men nearly making one tackle. And that's why I think they got offside. So there's a chance for Carty. Every kick is going to be kicked at the post. You'd imagine if there's any sort of chance of scores. This is cup rugby. It's about getting three points on the board. Absolutely. It's, I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no bonus points for tries here. It's all about winning. 
Um, he'll want to make amends for that uh, failure to get that try sorted. So let's hope there's no wind. It's incredibly calm here. It's a very, it's almost a mild evening. It has cooled off a little bit. Sun was shining all day. Temperatures reached up to about 14 degrees uh, before uh, the night sky came in. It has dropped quite considerably now, but as William said, no wind to speak of. Jack Carty for Connacht, 15 metres in from the right-hand touchline, about 5 metres outside to sail 22 for a right-footed kicker. Can Carty put Connacht ahead 7.5 minutes into the first half here? Every score vital. Listen to that roar. If you had any doubt on how big this Connacht support is, be in no doubt now. Massive cheer from them. Jack Party's got the score. No more than Connacht deserve for the chances they've created early on. Some good carries from the likes of uh, Dominic Roberts and McCoy early on, Gavin Tornbury, and just good work. Connacht have earned the points. It's a very experienced Connacht 8, but there's a lot of changes in there. Seven changes from Connacht from their Pro 14 fixture last week. Sale have only made one change from the side that played Newcastle and lost narrowly, so it's their full-strength pack, pretty much. Out it comes. Faf de Klerk flat pass out to McGinty, and that's just leading to uh, a chance for the man who's come on as a blood sub. That's uh, Cameron Redpat who to crash it up. Connacht have slipped in defence. Sale have it on. If they get it all the way out to McGuigan, he's going to score in the corner. Oh, what a start, Brian McGuigan. He gets into the corner, 5-3, Connick badly, badly caught out there in defence across the line. And it's a simple move from the back of the scrum, right to left, one crash ball up, and they score. Well, Connick will be really, really disappointed with that. It was a really simple play. It was pretty obvious what was going to happen, but the defensive line just never got set for it. And McGuigan from that sort of distance, he was clearly clean away and in, into the corner. Just looked like there was a slip in the defence as well, and that caused confusion for Connacht. Not sure if it was Nia Diolokan uh, that just got out of position, or whether he, when he just lost his footing trying to cover. But whatever it was, it did look like there was a little bit of confusion for a split second, and then all of a sudden it was on. Sale just had to go through the hands. Yeah. 14 minutes and 10 seconds into the first half, it's 7-3 to Sale Sharks here, and everything that you might have feared from all the changes Connacht made. Uh, are co- is coming through a lot of miscommunication from Connacht defensively and a misfiring line has got them in trouble that's a brilliant line out from a sale perspective the target was Ross they quickly get it to the back line that would totally fool Connacht good tackle from Godwin certainly seemed to save a try there uh, a tackle on James but one more phase might do it a real opportunity for John O'Ross to score there he stopped short Fafta Clerk fakes to go and pops it up they're one metre from the Connacht line looking for a second try they're looking to finish this game early Connacht in desperate, desperate trouble trying to defend the sales support getting behind your team, there's numbers out here AJ McGinty scoops it wide that is as easy as you like and Connacht are in desperate desperate trouble here try in the corner, try number 2 12-3 well, taking candy from a baby they say, and that's what that was it was the minute they got possession it was the same move, the defensive line is just closed up for Connacht, there was a three-man overlap that was ready to walk in and Solomona just picked that up and he wasn't going to miss from there. It's half-time in the AJ Bell Stadium. Sale Sharks 20 points, Connacht 3. This is dreadful, dreadful, dreadful stuff, Dave. I don't know if you remember a few years ago... uh, Sherlock Nance said the Dublin hurlers were playing constipated hurling. This is constipated rugby. This is 
a team that has is, does is stop doing the things it's good at, has tried to do new things that aren't working, is literally and metaphorically been run over. Uh, everything is going wrong. Sale haven't had to be brilliant. They've had to be competent, and they're very competent, and they're getting more and more competent as things are going on. Uh, we are, we just can't seem to do anything right. And it, I said the moment of the match, the turning point of the match, was Jack not taking the tackle and setting up the rock and rolling the ball along. Yeah, Godwin should have picked it up, but it was a terrible pass inside. If he gets that, or we all that we're under the post, it's t it's ten nil. Instead, Sale go we got away with one, and they've come down and they have. As I said, literally and metaphorically ran over us. Yep, they're bullying Connacht in every department, in the forwards and in the backs. Bundy got bundled over at one stage, just as if he wasn't there. Um, Jack Carter took a big hit there at the end by yeah. uh, Van Rensburg just before half-time, so we're hoping that he doesn't, it isn't too much damage to Jack and he comes out okay in the second half. Um, but it's not looking good. Maybe if Connacht score first in the second half, but it has to be a try, they might be in it, but... It's just not looking good. Yeah, everybody's kind of looking at each other. No one, I mean, you think, is there any bright spots? Um, no, frankly. Uh, yeah, do you know what? Yeah. There's so few bright spots. Yeah. We'll leave it there, yeah. and hopefully you might have something more positive to talk about at the end of the match. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. The thing, the thing, of course, now is the clock here is not stopped. Yeah, it's just killing time. The last time there was an issue at, a, at this this scrum or the scrum before this one in exactly the same place he had the clock stopped because he decided to give a lecture but a minute has just gone off the clock there but we go again blade feeds in Connick drives sail back they're probably looking for another sin bin here no penalty advantage but it's easy ball for Copeland it comes out it's a bit flat as it gets to Godwin oh he's held off to tackle he's over the line Connick have scored they've got that try with the extra man finally 67 minutes and 55 seconds into this game Connacht have got a try on the scoreboard a glimmer of hope it's a 12 point game with a conversion to come got to get the conversion and uh, then let's just see what happens you never know it all seemed very slow ball off the back of that scrum I wasn't necessarily convinced that uh, the try was going to come from it it was, it was good work by Godwin um, yeah he, he really kind of got that out of nothing really held yeah. off the man really good strong running from Godwin and sale and a good conic scrum of course yeah the, the, and that was you know the extra man the extra man made the difference plus I think Dennis Buckley Finley Bingham they just you know the squeeze was put on Connick have won this it's come out of the uncontested scrum and there's a knock on and if someone just dives on that ball we can uh, wrap this up Connick's involvement in the Challenge Cup is over and it just hasn't been good enough today Looks like that ball he's allowed to play it. So Connick continue to battle. You've got to admire their fire. They're not giving up on this. Sale have it now. They're going to kick to touch. Big cheer from the Sale fans. And that's it from us, William. Uh, five second wrap. That's it. They're out. They're out. They're gone. It's all about next week on the Pro 14. The European Challenge Cup is over. No question about it. As we hand back to you, Jerry Connick, well beaten here. The scoreline is probably flattering to them. Final score, Sale Sharks 20, Connick 10. Okay, Dave, end of the game, the score is 20 points to 10. Connick win the second half 7-0, but we lost Jack Carty and Finley Bealham. Not a good game in any way, shape or form. No, you can take... Be, I'm going to be frank, I think we picked the wrong team. I think we picked completely the wrong team. I think the, the guys whose reputations were improved with the seven lads who didn't start. Uh, the five, the, 
brilliant back five of a scrum that didn't play today and we saw how good they are by just how much we lacked things today. There were things that happened in this game I'm not happy about in terms of our decision making. I think if there are seven deadly sins of rugby, I think we committed nine of them. Um, but we did get a try. We, did, we didn't cave in. A couple of teams in the past would have caved in on this sort of occasion, but the mentality was wrong at the start and the better team over the course of the 80 minutes won. Simple as. It certainly is. The only positives we can take out of it, Tom Daly did very well in Canon. Copeland played like the player we signed for the first time. Really, really impressive. Paul Boy looked better at six. Uh, Dara did okay. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, hard there, to pull there, anything there, else. There are things. I mean, there are guys who didn't. I, I come back to there are guys who didn't play tonight who, who you suddenly realise how much they are when they're not there. And thankfully for Zebra, they will be there. I think the, the negatives way outweigh the positives. This was a competition we could have won. They are not an outstanding rugby team. They have a couple of outstanding players. Their halfbacks were absolutely superb tonight. And Van Rensburg is, I, is a horrific player to, to, to have to play against. But they did it a very simple game plan. They're in rugby league country. They play very simple rugby. It's not, they have a little bit of flair in a few couple of positions, but it's predominantly a, a rugby league guy. And the crowd really loves it when they put in big hits. And those boys love putting in big hits. And we couldn't handle it for 65, 70 minutes. We certainly couldn't. Okay, the next voices you hear will be Rob interviewing probably Andy Friend and God knows who else. So, thanks Dave. We'll chat again in a few minutes. We would like to thank the Connacht Rugby Supporters Club, the Connacht Clan, for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out connachtclan.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com and follow Connacht Clan on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook for all your supporting needs. All right, that's the commentary. This is the post-game. We heard from Steve Diamond talking to William, among others. Well worth a listen. The man is entertaining in any post-game interviews, sometimes more entertaining than he needs to be. Here is Steve Diamond first. Let's start with him, followed by Andy Friend and Tom McCartney. Um, well, I thought the first half, we controlled all the play, really, uh, and didn't make many mistakes. And the second half, we come out and made a few errors early doors and... Connor got into the stride which they, they didn't manage to do first half and then it became a highly competitive contest after that so it's an easy statement saying a game of two halves but a side like Connor, it's never going to be one way traffic and we, we were we were fairly good in the first half and, and there were two equal teams in the second half but as you say if somebody had said to me we'd be pushing the top four and we'd be in a semi-final in August I'd be happy with it but you know um it was a hard game of rugby out there tonight, and you know there's a few injuries there, so it, it, both sides will be licking the wounds tomorrow, no doubt. That defence was pretty good all day. I think they scored a good try, but uh, I was more perturbed about us not finding field position like we did first half. And we just went away from get, keeping Ron Van Rensburg in the game, who made their number ten's life misery in the first half, and we capitalised on that go forward, and we seemed to lose that for some reason, but. Again, I'm not going to analyse that tonight. It's something for Monday morning. But, um, you know, to get through a game and we knew it would be really tough and win it, we're delighted. 
Well, I think we're very similar to Connor in a lot of respects. That, you know, we, we don't get the plaudits that sometimes we deserve and we're a good, hard-working team. And for us, we'll have, we're going to have a crack at both. If we can get to a final in two years of Jed, myself and Simon owning the club, we'd be delighted. And if we can get in the Heineken Cup next year, we'd be even more delighted. So, yeah, we're going on at all, all fronts. Getting through today without an injury is massive for us because our squad is, is, is thin. And, um, and that's, that's the thing we're at at the moment. We're literally training two days a week at the minute to keep people um, on the field. So if we, can, if we can get 23 out, then we have a go. And Harlequins next week, then bastards don't like coming up here, let me tell you. Do you, do you mind who you get in the semi-final? No, I think for a night out, I don't mind going France. Um, but I think that's where it'll be. Bristol play La Rochelle, so it'll be a tough ask for them. And if Bristol win that, then we get a home semi, I think. And, and, we're, and, we're, and we're good at home. But again, um, either or, I'm not too fussed. We do, we do well away from home in France. We, 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 don't, we struggle in the Premiership away from home. But in France, we seem to let our air down and play well. So, and it's a big occasion for us, you know. Andy Friend, it's a really disappointing night for Connacht. It was a real hard battle out there, but very much came sec- second best in the end. Yeah, we did. We uh, way too many errors early on, and you know, you paid a penalty there for 40 minutes. It definitely wasn't clinical. So 20 to three at half time, uh, we knew we had a fight in our hand. Second half, I thought we did fight better in the second half, but in finals football, you can't make that many errors and, and expect to win. In that second half, there were opportunities not taken. Maybe could have gone into the corner. Obviously, had three point opportunities as well. But you went for the try. Like any regrets on how you went about that second half? Because you had a lot of ball and opportunity. Yeah, we did. I know. Again, we we as a, as a coaching group trust the players on that. We'll have we'll talk about that and what our decision making. Again, you got to back the boys there, and we've done that all year. We'll continue to do that. Um, I know Kyle's not trying to miss that kick, uh, but he did. You know, they were, but they were the, the compounding the layers that just crept crept into the game. And when we had uh, we had sale uh, or pressure on sale, we just released it too easily. It's clearly a poor start. Obviously, two tries in the first quarter. Is that all the changes that were made? Maybe continuity? No, I don't think so. I think um, we we just didn't play in the right areas. We didn't we didn't earn the right to to play the way we were playing. We knew that line speed was coming. We were too flat in attack. We were playing out the back. Uh, easy turnovers again, knock on, simple turnover and you know, Sal was smart, put us in the right area and, um, and capitalised on that so it was, yeah, it was a frustrating first 40 minutes it was a frustrating game but uh, uh, definitely the errors hurt us Steve Diamond just said Connacht is similar to Sale, there's a lot of similarities he's trying to go for it on both fronts but there's a contrast in terms of selection he's obviously gone with a full strength team today can you maybe give me an idea of that different approach that Connacht are doing compared to what they've done? Uh, I don't think we're a similar side. I actually think we're a very different side um, on the selection front of it. Uh, we've done that all year. We've we've picked on what we believe is form. We are trying to build a squad as well. So, uh, you know, it's it's yes, it's about today. We did want to make a semi-final, 100% we did. We want to get to the final. But there's also a long game there where you've got to give players opportunity. You've got to... You've got to challenge players uh, and give them their chance um, some take it some some need a bit more time so you know that's something that we'll assess uh, when we sit back and look at that game um, but we are building a squad uh, I love the energy of the, of the players they never never gave up there but definitely our skill execution wasn't what it needed to be and two huge games in the Pro 14 now which 
obviously is your primary focus now. Yeah, we've got three left there. So uh, Zebra next weekend, which is a huge one for us, as you say, away from home. Um, so yeah, we need to regroup after this this loss and uh, make sure we head to Palmer with a with a team that can win. Two key injuries there as well, Jack Cardi and Finley Beelham. How much does that kind of add to the disappointment? Yeah, Finlay didn't look good at all going off there, so he's he- he's heading off to hospital now to get that hand looked at. Um, but if he's out, which it looks like he will be, certainly for for the foreseeable future, but uh, that's a massive loss for us. He's been fantastic this year. Jack Cardi uh, copped that knock on his bicep just before half time. Uh, we we gave him a chance to see whether he could run that out in the second half, and yeah, he's too he's too important for us there, so we took him off. So we'll know a bit more as you do 24, 48 hours after the match. But uh, fingers crossed that he's going to be okay. Tom McCartney, always hard to know what to say after a defeat like that because I'm sure the players know themselves that's just a disappointing start and it probably cost you yeah I think it was um, you know I think we uh, we got off and we got a got a penalty against them early and um, I think straight off the kickoff we ended up uh, losing the ball there and then um, I think they might have got a, a, a scrum um, held us up and uh, got a turnover there and then uh, ended up getting a, a line out and then I think they scored off that so mm. Um, you know, if we, if we could have exited a bit better there and um, sort of carried on with the momentum we got early, then um, then who knows? I know Jack got a, a good intercept as well and was kind of running away. And um, as he tried to offload, it just didn't quite go to hand there. And Kyle would have been under the sticks as well. So um, little things there early on in the game that, uh, you know, if they could have gone our way, it, it could have been a little bit better. But, um, yeah, in the end, uh, they got those two scores and um, it just put us under pressure. We... Uh, I think we just tried to play a little bit too much there um, after uh, they put that scoreboard pressure on us and um, yeah, we'll be disappointed with that. I want to get to the bigger picture but before I get to that you talked a lot to the referee Matthew Reynal as captain coming on to pitch in the second half we didn't have the TMO but what were you wanting him to have another look at or what kind of areas did you feel maybe might have, might have been affecting how you were trying to play? Um, look, Sailor are, are a clever side and um, they're always trying to push the boundaries and um, you know we... There's a, I don't know, there's a couple of different questions I sort of asked them, maybe one about uh, how they were defending them all, just sort of going up the side a little bit and as you're entitled to, um, as long as you don't change your bind and, um, you know, I was just asking the question there, making sure they weren't, it's hard when you, your head's kind of buried in there um, as a hooker at the back most of the time. Um, so uh, there was that and then there was also, I suppose, the, the high shot there with the, with the no arms. Uh, um, yeah, just what he was seeing there. He, he took his time and kind of went away and, and looked it on the big screen. So he had a, he had a good look there. So um, you've got to back the back the call he made there. And in the end, it was a yellow card. Um, yeah, so he had a good look at it. You, you can't argue with that. Strange game because like second half kind of quite good. If someone had walked into the stadium after halftime, you couldn't be too critical. But it's such a poor start. So the game was nearly out of reach at that stage. I mean, you proved at the end maybe it wasn't entirely, but it re- it really was kind of that second half. Can you take positives from that? Um, well, there'll always be positives from from uh, from every game, and um, you know we've been we've been travelling pretty well and uh, and happy with how, how we've been building. So um, it do, you don't chuck everything out after one week, that's for sure. And um, I think there's still a good a good feeling um, around the squad, and um, you know we know that there's a on the uh, the Pro 14 front there's a, a massive game for us next week. It's um, it's really really important. So. Um, we can't afford to sulk for too long, you know. It's uh, we'll look back over the game and um, take the take the positives out of it that we can, and um, and then it'll be moving on to, to Zabri pretty quickly. And um, 
you know, making sure we go over there and, and put out a performance we can be proud of. Yeah, you've bounced back pretty well all season, so that's probably going to be the thing that you'll focus on. Yeah, we're. I think we're we're a, a pretty resilient bunch, and um, yeah, it's tough, and uh, you know, it's a quarter final, and yeah. um, obviously you want to win them, and um, big support over here as well. Oh yeah, there was massive support. I, I, I uh, remember walking back into the uh, into the tunnel after our warm up, and geez, uh, it almost felt like a home game with all the Connacht supporters. So. They've been uh, fantastic all year, following us around, and um, yeah, I suppose that's one of the the most disappointing things is uh, is letting them down because they've all travelled over from from Ireland, and um, you know you, you never want to let your fans down. We've got great fans, so um, just a, a shout out to the supporters that fo- follow us over here. It's um, you know it goes it goes a long long way with the uh, with the squad and. And going into the change room, um, it definitely gave us a real good buzz before the game. Just finally, a Pro 14 playoff would erase this memory, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, at the start of the season, we wanted to um, we wanted to win this competition, and, and then we want to win the, the Pro 14. So, um, unfortunately for us, this this one's gone now. So it's um, yeah, it's it's all eyes onto the the Pro 14 now, and uh, definitely trying to get into the playoffs is is exactly where we're, where we're aiming. Uh, that was the voice of Tom McCartney. Alan Deegan and Dave Finn are in the cold, cold stand. Have they uh, switched on the no, no, plant? no, no. That was the sewer that, plant. That, that, that was the silver lining. Um, the performance was not matched by the aroma. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Uh, yeah, the performance in the first twenty minutes was horrendous. The last sixty minutes, maybe say I switched off, but it was better from Connacht. Well, certainly, I'd say the first half was poor. Second half was better. I'd oh God! Yeah, I, I can't I, believe I, I've started with a positive. Yeah, that was dreadful. I, we, we tried to find some positives early on. Um, I didn't see any positives really until maybe at sixty minutes when when Buckley came on and joined Beelham in there, and that the you know the front rows was able to stand up to them. Tom Daly did very well when he came on, straightened a lot of did a lot of straight running, hard running, got across the gain line, which all of a sudden gave us a lot more penalties because we were going forward with the yeah, ball lovely grubber kick because I do like when they kick into space he had a great kick in space too. he did he did um, and Copeland come on and played extremely well um, and Boyle played better when he moved to six it seemed to suit him better with Copeland there because Copeland seemed to just come on and bring a bit of leadership because my worry was that we there was very little leadership in the pack especially in the first half um, which meant that the backs were going backwards all day so that made it very hard for them but way too many mistakes it's a big decision from Andy Friend tried to kind of question it a little bit in the press conference by just highlighting as people will have heard Steve Diamond was talking about the similarities between Sale and Connacht underappreciated small squads Steve Diamond has a clearly different approach to the two competitions than Andy Friend Andy Friend says he picks on form but I mean Dave it's quite clear we can say it he's surely not going to offend it he has targeted the Pro 14 are we, are we just we're both in agreement, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he has, he has pretty much thrown his hat at this competition. But he's put out a team that has a bit of experience during the season, could well have done it if they had executed properly, and then it would have been a brilliant story. But it hasn't worked. No, there. yes, there are eight guys, I would say, who will start next week who were not there. There's eight guys that started last week. There's the eight guys who weren't there. Um, yeah, but... I, you know where I stand on this. I don't think you target one competition over another. I don't. I don't. Th- I think it's wrong because that feeds negativity 
Sale will take this victory where they were they weren't they didn't have to be brilliant, but they, as I kept saying, they were very, very, very competent with two or three extra added brilliant guys. That's all they were. That team was extremely competent, didn't have to do much because that's why they could go 60 minutes without scoring. Um, and that will they will feed off that and go into into the into the the, the Premiership campaign and they will hopefully use that. We now go into three extremely important games. We're coming off the back of not only a perform, not a, a loss, but a performance, and that's the issue. That was, that was about mindset. The, those mistakes don't happen if you're switched on from the start, and that's hugely problematic. Yeah, it's one of the things that you know we we talked about there. The amount of guys they had played so much rugby. What that does is it makes them hard, hard men who don't make mistakes because they're doing the same thing. They knew each other. They knew each other all the way through. The lack of communication that was going on between the Connacht players was kind of really highlighted for me in the first half. You could see them just looking at each other, a lot of double teapotting and teapotting going on. Is some of that down to the fact that they're not, you know, there's no momentum in terms of selection. I would have thought so. There's an element of that, and it's just, you know, it's a tough game. Rugby's a hard, tough game, and, and when you're playing a lot of rugby, like sometimes I, I wonder, is there too much training? Guys just want to play. Yeah, that's what Steve Diamond said in the press conference. Here. You wouldn't have heard that. He was talking about the fact we're down to like a tra- I think he said two training sections a week. In other words, we're just wrapping guys up. But it seems to be working on the fields. They're able to produce. Yeah, you don't like they've, they've done all the training. You've done. You know, there's sometimes there's just too much training and too much coaching done. Guys just want to play. I remember when I was younger, all I ever wanted to do was play. On a weekend, I wanted to play rugby. And you heard Dave, uh, Paul Boyle chatting to William during the week, and William asking him at the end of the interview, uh, can we deduce that you're, you're playing at the weekend? I'm starting. Yeah, or so it was his yeah. line. He was so definitive on that. But you could hear in his voice, even though he'd been off the bench four games in a row, this is where he wanted to be, starting. And a lot of players didn't get to start in, in a Challenge Cup quarterfinal. How many? Six defeats in quarterfinals. This is the seventh, Seven, right? So yeah. let's, before today, six plus uh, three victories that got us to semifinals. None of those nine games in the history of Connacht Rugby have we made so many changes for a quarterfinal. We would always pick our full strength team in every previous one. It's an unusual step, really. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I'm going back on it because I'm just wondering all right, it's gone now. And if we get mm. to the Champions Cup and we get to Pro 14, it's still a great season. But I'm wondering, will this take away from the Pro 14 push now, Dave? That's what I'm talking about, mindset. Because it feeds in, because you've got guys who are going, you've got guys who didn't play tonight, we feel feeling well, am I, you know, they're going, well, I'm, I must start because of that performance is so bad. You've got guys who started tonight, you'll feel, I'm out of the picture, I may be out of the team, out of the squad at the end of the season. And it's just negative. It's negative going into a game where you have to be going in positive. The next two weeks are all, they must be about positive thinking. Yes, you can park it, but human beings can't park everything and they will carry, they will carry this forward. But we also said the same thing before Bordeaux, that they changed an awful lot of guys before the Bordeaux game. And it works. And it works. Because you, you, Just about. Yeah, but you still give guys opportunities. Guys have to be given opportunities. This would, it, you know, it's the same thing it's all the way through. It is. It's, it's a really difficult one. But, but like at the same time, you sat there tonight, you thought the biggest away support of the year, maybe the biggest away support in about two or three years. Yep. They, they, then, they, then again, they applaud the team off. And if you talk to some of them afterwards, they're annoyed with the referee more than the performance of the Connacht team. I personally, maybe we're too neutral sometimes, but I personally would not put much of that on the referee. No, I think no, he no. lost a little bit of control at the end, but that's irrelevant yep. to the outcome of the game. Would you agree? Absolutely. We got bullied. We got bullied all over the field. It wasn't just in the pack. The backs got bullied as well. It got, you know, everywhere. Van Rensburg was superb. He was amazing. And we'll get back to him. Negative about, say, it was those two hits, the high cha- shot and the shot, uh, the cheap shot to the side of the rook. I think both of them were yellow cards, okay? Yes. But I still think they were 
were cheap shots and I haven't seen that against us for a while it's frustrating leaves a bit of a bad taste and, uh, and there were doing a lot of niggly stuff all they were offside quite a lot of the time there was an awful lot of situations where there were you know but that's that's mm-hmm. clever rugby. That's you know you, you do you play the ref like that's his exact words. They're clever sides. Yeah, yeah there you go. So you, you play it to the ref. That this rugby is like that. You can give out about he's not doing this. You you look at what the ref is doing. What's he letting go? What's he not letting go? You figure it out and you play it to it. Yeah, yeah. The harsh call Dave against us for closing the line out. We thought that was pretty pernickety. But then a few minutes later, he called them against it as well. Look, yeah, now look. There have been games where they have bullied the referee and decisions have gone against us. The two decisions tonight, they were both clear-cut. Uh, they, were, they were permanently offside in the first half. The referee called them once and then didn't call them again. And the guys are clearly offside. But the bullying happened before that. The bullying happened before that. The cheap shots came because they thought, well, we can get away with anything. These guys aren't prepared to take up anything. And they got cocky. They were cocky. They were cocky and they were arrogant cheap shots rather than nasty cheap shots yeah. and they only come about because you've been able to do everything else properly so get back to the bullying and it was and even to get back to the, just the, the brilliance of sale because I don't I, some of the like Van Rensburg running through players and attacking both Carty and Aki as well as he did uh, who was it that ran over Aki at one stage in the first John, half John O'Ross John O'Ross yeah John O'Ross yeah, yeah. those and kind I, of moments like that set the tone well, it does and, and is Aki, that what you're talking about about bullying yeah, yeah absolutely like wh- when have you ever seen Bundy Aki getting run over by anybody like it's just incredible now when he moves out to 13 because when Tom Daly came on went into 12 Bundy went to 13 Uh. almost a completely different player plus Tom Daly started running through people and Van Rensburg went very very quiet when Daly came on the field can we can we finish the podcast before we go home and try and see what's the map to getting back on track to getting the nine points that William Davis says is the target nine points from two games he thinks might do it a five pointer against Parma against Zebre and a four pointer against Cardiff maybe four zero and that could do it what's the, what's the secret you, you just mentioned something there maybe it's Peter Robb and, and Bondiaki in the 12-13 combo I think the, it's the front five to start with okay. because once the front five when, when Bielham was on it, the, the bullion began to slow down and when Buckley came on it disappeared almost completely Thornbury had a very good game by the way I thought Thornbury yeah, so had you're, an excellent game you're going to say Thornbury's pretty much nailed on with Quinn Rugon next week yes. you're going to be looking at Delan who's going to go in the tight end Robertson McCoy no he looked he looked hurt because yeah, well, like we know it looked like a really bad injury for Finlay and It'll be a big few weeks for Kerry he's lost his, he's going yeah, to Ulster yeah, but well. he could be crucial to kind of get into the Champions Cup next week it could be a very big couple of weeks for Connor for Connor Kenny that's who I might be who, cause if, but we, we haven't lost nice segue it be, because I mean he I mean he was a, he got man of the match in one of the games that the Eagles played in a lot of those lads might come into consideration as well because we've injuries I mean we don't know if Pete McCabe is out for a while as well because he went off injured um, we have well, we no out halves. We, we we have to we have to we have to caveat everything. Sorry, we're still on the typhoid. Uh, well, it depends. Jack will wait and see. We'll hear that call. Uh, Godwin against Zebra, maybe against Cardiff. Well, I'm not so sure. But I think the biggest game. I, I think the big. I think the, I think the biggest game. We will. N- we have a distinct advantage next weekend because Cardiff are going to Munster on Friday night. And I think they, that if they win that, we're, they, we're they, really but, but if they get if they get beaten, yeah. 
then that means then, 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 then that's a positive mindset to be going into you still have to perform I mean when we, when we haven't yeah, performed as ever we've got hammered Matt yeah. Healy Tiernan O'Halloran have come back in there obviously Tom Farrell Peter well, Robb Darryl Leader had an excellent game at fullback Darryl Leader was probably one of our that I could see other than that I thought he played very well we do the list of players out and we have a nice little spreadsheet and I was looking back over all the games leaders started at fullback and there's a whole lot of really good performance in there he started against Leinster he started against Munster he started both games against Perpignan he started in Bordeaux he's not done too badly when he started and he was also clever enough to come over here because he with with 30 seconds left he tried to kick the long range penalty from sort of 60 metres but you know that came about because he came over to to talk to Tim Allnett while Finley Billen was being thing I love that that was lacking for so long in the game and there was a bit of oh man I can't say enough good things about that attempt to take a long range penalty because he said right X amount of time left they'll have to restart it's literally our last shot at it thank God someone's thinking but why weren't Connick thinking earlier in the game when you're 17 points down I said it in the commentary you have an extra man there's four minutes left on the sin bin you scrum down that kills two and a half minutes because they kill the scrum. Yeah, yeah. You tap that over in thirty seconds. Yeah. You're on. Uh, you're nodding yeah, your head. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I was looking at when, when scrum. I went. Oh God. There's two minutes gone. You know. Fourteen. Make it a fourteen point yeah, game, and yeah. you get a converted try. And wow, that's you exciting. Get the ball back. Yeah. You kick the penalty. You get the ball back. And you, you could argue that you go down. The, go down. We got that try down when we got it. Maybe that try comes with a few minutes to go. Ah, uh, look, there's so much we, 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 we could... Okay, so if you can bring it back, sorry, Dave, okay. just to what, jump what, in there. What, what we're we... looking at Parma next week. We were kind of picking through some of the players. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of nice guys to come back in whose last performance is the performance, it's the last 20 minutes against Treviso. Um, I think there's an issue at nine. I think there is an issue at nine because both seem to be playing better again coming off the bench, which is bizarre. Um, I think there's issues... There's a lot of guys. I mean, you you could legitimately argue through injuries and everything else that you don't start the same 15 guys again. Now that's problematic in a couple of places, especially tight end. But there's an argument because the, because a lot of guys would be coming in whose last performance was a win, and that's that's going to be interesting. And I think you do have to look at the likes of Thornbury and and Copeland as well. Boyle in the second half in the and Boyle, yeah. And I mean, yeah, we're we're being stretched to the nth degree. This is a, a longer term issue is that the higher ups might need to see that we know we need more depth in certain in areas. But um, yeah, look. Disappointed? I'm, I'm, Are you disappointed? disappointed? Yeah, but I'm going to say the the horrible phrase. Let's park this one and move on oh to. Oh my god! I, I, yeah, I, yeah I, I, disappointment had finished after about 25 minutes when yeah. I knew the game was over. It was only a case of just getting through the rest well, of the from game. That so point, I, from I, that point to the gone. end, it wasn't that bad, yeah, yeah. really. Well, that's but what then, I'm saying. But I the problem that. is, and the thing for me, bigger than the defeat or anything else, is is Carty, which is we don't know. Hopefully, it'll be okay, but it mightn't be. And obviously, Beelham looks more serious. So those two injuries are really can disappointing. I, can I just say that? I, I think we cannot let it go without mentioning that. Should ne- game should never have restarted while he was still on the pitch. Things were falling apart at that stage, so that was very poor from Matthew Reynolds. Here's, here's the thing: he allowed them to kick off, and he was down. The kickoff was like, and it was ridiculous. And I'm sorry, but that is, that is that is poor. The, it, the, it was a clearly a serious injury. Let the guy get off the pitch, and also I mean, up with a scrum where you have ridiculous situation where both hookers are coming back on, and it's just a mess. Like. Okay, we have uh, signals that we have to go, so no time for any other business, really. No. Nothing really, Tad. Enjoy we can't it. tell people about the fact that I don't know how to scan things in a shop. Can't. We won't even get to it. We're on a road trip to Italy next week, guys. That's going to be Sorry, an epic. We've got a midweek podcast for that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, absent slags aren't allowed, okay? They're not allowed. Yes, uh, that's it from us. Uh, oh, by thanks. the way, if anybody has a picture of Niall Shield in a shocking shirt from the 90s, can they let me know? No, they don't. They only have the picture of you and my God.
my god just my god all right that's it from us hey just final word to the comic fans wow just wow oh yeah, oh, yeah. brilliant 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 set of fans there wasn't a whole lot to cheer about and they got behind them and maybe no, and, we and have to take our cue from them because as disappointed as they were they gave their team a good reception. of course they did and they cheered them at the end and, they, and the team gave them something to cheer about you know like they, the one thing we can say is yes i was given the game up at 25 minutes but the team kept going yeah, and they we kept be, trying listen Absolutely. folks we're, we're kind of analytical obviously in our job and we can be grumpy we were grumpy at halftime I was grumpy I was dropping F-bombs left right and centre but like at the end of the day you know sometimes you take that step back and you listen to a reception at the end like that well to be fair the last time we played them in a knockout game here it finished 55-3 well, I yes, wasn't even here. That was in that was in Stockport County's Edg- ground, Edgeley Park. Edgeley Park, and they still the team went over and got a clap that day. And I've, I was kind of scratching my head. Them, if we get them the next time, every time we've come, the last uh, the games have got closer and closer. Each <laughs> time we are going to draw the next one and win the one after that. So we're. Will we ever win a major game in England in knockout situation? Probably not. That's it from us, folks. Midweek podcast, as always. The brilliant work of the lads on that will make sure you are up to speed in time for next Saturday when Connacht are in Parma. What time's kick-off next Saturday, William? 5.30 Irish. 5.30 Irish time. What kind of car did you rent? Uh, An Audi A3. An Audi A3. A bit better than the Citroen we have right now. People carrier. People carrier. I feel like a middle-aged dad. You look like a middle-aged dad. Harsh. <laughs> That's it for us, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out, or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until you.